0: Welcome back to the World Trade Webcast. Our guest this week is Charles Dietrich, Vice President of Regional Trade Initiatives for the National Foreign Trade Council. We're talking this week about the policy implications of the midterm elections on the nation's international trade agenda. Chuck, today I thought we could talk more about XM Bank reauthorization. During its 80-year history, the XM Bank has been reauthorized 16 times, all with broad bipartisan majorities. But this year, XM reauthorization became a political football, and the bank only got a short reprieve in September from Congress, with its current charter set to expire in June of 2015. What does the new reality in Washington mean in terms of the bank's future survival?
1: Well, you know, XM has always. Um it's there's been broad bipartisan support, but it's never been an easy effort. Um, it's there's a lot of misconceptions about XM, and I think the way it's been treated shows what happens when, when you focus on you know your political philosophy as a concept rather as the common sense practicalities um, of governing. And the XM is an organization that's an independent government corporation. Um, it contributes at the end of the day, each day, it contributes more to the government treasury than it takes. Uh, it's a money maker, and it doesn't. What it does is it gets paid back, like any bank. It's a business, and it makes a profit. But what it does is it allows American companies who ordinarily wouldn't be able to get the financing and the the working capital to go into some markets. It enables them to do that because quite frankly, the private banking sector is not serving those markets for the United States. Um, Not only that, but it helps smaller U.S. businesses serve as the suppliers to the bigger companies. We hear that this is a bank of a handful of major multinational corporations. But the fact is that each of those major corporations, be it Boeing or Caterpillar, that make amazing products right here in the United States, they employ hundreds of smaller US suppliers. And that takes that happens because of what the bank provides.
0: And and certainly to some extent, I think it's a you know a rising tide carries all, all ships. Exactly. Something that you alluded to earlier in the week also is you know a potential competitive disadvantage if we don't have the Exim Bank with with nearly 60 other export credit agencies around the world you know what does that do from a competitive standpoint if the United States no longer has a similar agency
1: well, you know, if the, the secret weapon for, for U.S. companies to compete is if, if um, Spain and China and France and Germany had, had the view of the U.S. Congress, our businesses would be in great shape. But, unfortunately, they don't. They're very forward-looking. They're, they're looking at it strategically. They're providing the the financing and the export credits. They're joining, they're teaming, they're looking at how projects are structured in a global value chain, and they're working together to make sure that their companies, the companies of those countries, have a piece of bigger projects. Um, And I think that's not going to stop. That's just going to become more competitive. We're seeing how China is moving into um, larger and larger markets um, with financing. We're looking at Latin America and the the need for financing there. And uh, the fact is that if FSim closes its doors, uh, that means many companies in in each district of a Congress are going to close their doors too.
0: I I I think you're absolutely right. And you know, to use a, a a Washington term that gets bandied about a lot, let's talk about the optics uh, on the Hill. And and again, particularly we talked about this earlier in the week, particularly. Uh, with the, the Tea Party conservatives having really gone after XM, how do you change those optics and maybe get some of those more conservative members to, to see you know, the value in this uh, for job creation for American companies and for the economy as a whole?
1: You know I, the only way that you can do it is with with time and with effort and with education and engaging and having a serious conversation. And and not just from you know hearing from us in Washington, but when they go back to their districts, they need to walk the factory floors. They need to visit the services that in their district is benefiting from either being a supplier to a larger customer of XM or how smaller companies are using XM to get into some really interesting markets. And you know the fact is that Congress changes in the House every two years. We have elections in the Senate every six years. So that education process never stops. Um, but once you find common ground, you know, you have some really powerful allies um, in Congress to, to keep that, that export machine running. And that's what we're hoping will, will finally prevail. Uh, but we need to get it reauthorized. That's the key.
0: And, and let's hope uh, we can find common ground. I think that's a terrific uh, perspective.
1: So I just a, want to put one little plug-in, if you don't mind. Please, I have a, yes. a colleague organization here in our office um, that um, shares space with us. It's called the Coalition for, of ex, for Exports, the Coalition for Employment through Exports, CEE. So if you Google Coalition for Employment through Exports, you'll learn all of the details of the importance of, of XM and OPIC and TDA uh, and these agencies and how how so many U.S. companies are are using them and how that organization and, and all of us are, are trying to educate Congress on just the facts of the issues.
0: I think that's a really good point and thank you for sharing that with us. We'll also uh, show that URL here to our viewers as well. So that's all the time we have today, uh, but please join us again tomorrow as we continue our discussion with Chuck Dietrich on the implications of the midterm elections on the nation's trade policy agenda. For our latest schedule of upcoming webcasts, subscribe to us with any of the links below and bookmark this page. All of our previous webcasts can be found right here at thinkglobal.com webcast. And thanks for watching. Thanks, Greg.